Are you, you still glad doing you good? came to church today? Come on, you still Come doing on, good? anybody excited about Jesus We're today? We're excited on your way out today. I believe both services uh, after when you leave, if you want one of those that you are uh, going to brisket sandwiches, that is something to church that, today. Uh, it's going to bless you. On the I want to make mention that together. Uh, if you are interested uh, just, in hosting, uh, try to fray some of the costs for the, for the projects. And, it's just going to be a short and the people going and all of that this that summer to uh, the first week in of Jamaica. And so uh, go to yourimpacttourney.com slash iGroups. And there's a and registration so link. About that. It's just so a few on your questions way out if you want to donate uh, for you to that, answer so that we can get those details and get that uploaded online for people to sign up for your group to whatever whatever you got in your pocket. That, you know, we so you uh, we're excited about that, so and that I want to make mention out there again people can start that our summer semester of I group groups will begin. And here in just on the a way few out today, as so you heard in the announcements, we do have brisket sandwiches, we have some barbecue for you on the way out, could be, uh, and uh, that's just on a donation basis. So if you're here today and you don't have anything with you, grab a sandwich on your way out. We're not of your group for the money or anything like that. But everything that is given toward that today, that just put in that jar, is all going toward the mission trip that we're taking this summer. Summer in July, uh, where we're going to be ministering to people so in Jamaica, and so it's going to help to uh, kind of shave off some of the cost for that for the people leave, going and, and project money and things like that. And so stop by on your way out today. That will be grab one of those, even if you don't have anything to give. Grab one. We want you to have one. But if there is something that God lays on your heart to put in there, just drop it in there. Every year in July, which is those that are going, we're excited about that trip. All come together summer, and we're excited today because we have a special treat for you. Last year we had uh, many of you. He's been here a few times already uh, in the life of our church. Our but uh, one and of our so overseers, Doug Reed and his wife Jeannie, so uh, they're with us this weekend. To and I believe he has a powerful word for us today. Sure he is uh, really the founder of a ministry called Partnership so Ministries, which we'll probably share a little bit about. All right. And they are actually the organization that we're taking the mission trip through. One of our overseers, Doug Reed, super blessed to have them here today. Excited for what God has put on his heart. So will you put your hands together? Come on and welcome to the stage, my friend Doug Reed. Today, and I know he's going to talk about it a little bit, but he has some merchandise. Hey, let's give it up for your pastor and his beautiful wife. Don't you love them? Further on what he's talking about today, and he'll be able to share more about that with you. You guys are so blessed, and we are such a fan of what God is doing here. Check out what he has to offer. Like Pastor Gabe said, my name is Doug Reed. I head up a partnership ministries, and so it's got multiple arms and different things. His organization is actually the one that we're going on the mission the trip through, and so he's helping us right down set all that up and organize that, and uh, it's a huge blessing, and so and will you please she, put your hands is, together, uh, able to and welcome to the stage, so to have Doug Reed. Uh, like Pastor Gabe was saying, our ministry Amen. has a few arms, and one of those is Amen. we call it Don't you guys love your pastor? About, yeah. I can take you the spot love on these I-70 guys and what God City. is doing through Gabe I was coming and home from a trip, well, it's great and to be God back spoke with you. to How many me, have heard me before? Uh, right in front of the Cracker Barrel uh, there, right past have. the stadium. It's wonderful to be back and with you. Said, uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm going to give you a level of influence. I'm going to give you a voice. I want you to use that church for people that don't have any influence and don't have a voice. And one of the things the Lord spoke to us about 17 years ago, what we do was that and since um, then we have literally taken hundreds like of mission have, trips all over that the world we take that uh, we've seen around 7,000 people go on trips with us uh, you know if God blesses you you need to use it uh, to help people that aren't blessed this year. right so I'll spend and about so one of the things we decided we would do uh, is we create a group called Partnership International one of my one of my favorite taken around 7,000 authors that I read he wants all this he said there is currently we have not lived today in Burundi East Africa in 
Jamaica. Well, you know, you, you guys take your gifts and put it in front of people uh, that can't pay you back. Amen. And so we go to a lot of places. We're working in Burundi, South Africa, working in the Mayan villages of Belize. Here in the states, we work in the poorest zip code in the country, down in the Huntsman area of the Bronx. For those of you that are going to Jamaica with us, you're a part of a team of about 30. Your church is not the only church on that team. And your group is going to one of our Caribbean places, Jamaica. We know it from the beautiful beaches and the resorts and all that. Have but all you have to do is go a little bit inland, and you'll find uh, some extreme poverty. A lot of people think of the Caribbean, they think and of the resorts and the beaches. God has opened up some doors there for but us But all over the Caribbean, uh, Jamaica is uh, no exception. All you have to do is go a little bit inland, and you'll find some of the worst and poverty you've ever seen. And we've taken team after team. God has been able to connect there. us with that. Your team will be able to get to see the orphanage, there. and you're going to help the church that's dilapidated. So I think your church is giving about $5,000 which put on $100,000 as well as bringing a team. And so you're giving, go out and buy one of those $5,000 uh, sandwiches that we're serving today, this right? morning. Just Help drop us that out. off, and we will and, take it and uh, the give money it to people that uh, need it. Amen? Well, I have limited Amen. time so today, so I much want to come on one of our trips. Uh, jump we right into that. the message. Well, I have limited time this morning. I felt led of the Lord. I could go a lot of different directions, but I felt led of the Lord this morning to talk to you around the subject that I'm entirely I want to talk to you today around the idea of freedom of forgiveness. How many of you know we need to be forgivers? Amen? That's in our culture today. How many of you know somebody that's bitter? Anybody know somebody that's bitter? Bitter, you know, but, but uh, you, maybe, you probably know somebody that's bitter. That somebody has hurt them and they have an issue they feel ripped off. Maybe you've got life. somebody in your family I, I meet people and a lot perhaps they don't even know what they're mad at bitter. anymore. They're and just mad, right? I mean, somebody a lot of Christians years that ago. feel bitter. Bitterness has a way I've of discovering you know, that the gift, one of the things I love about the gospel is that the gospel doesn't just restore us to God, but it also restores us to one another. And that's what he created I like to think about it like the two beams of the cross. The vertical beam represents my relationship with God's love and the horizontal and everybody beam represents needs the my relationship love of God's with people. people, right? I am we so need the glad love of God and we need Christ, the love of God's people. To the, the love of God Amen? is what brings when I came to redemption. When came to Christ, the love of God's me, people that brings relationship with God. But he also, over the years, has systematically restored me to all the people that are around me. He's caused me to have healthy relationships. He's caused me to be able to have productive life and to be free from the bondage of bitterness. Did you know that your relationship with God and your relationship with people, they are spiritually connected, right? So your relationship with right God and your relationship with other people, if you're wrong with a person, then you're always going to struggle being right with God. God wants us to be right with one another, amen? One of the places that he does that is within the church. I like to think about Acts chapter 2 in the days of the early church. The Bible says that there was about 200 leaders in an upper room. The vertical beam represents your relationship. Uh, that with God, when they were and the all together in one accord. Let me say one accord. That one accord means that there was God relational healing there, right? I don't think they were just up there talking about growth strategies. I think they were forgiving. They were getting right with each other. They were getting right with God. And the Bible says that when they all got together in one accord, in other words, there wasn't just a good relationship with God, but they were there with one another, that that was the day the Spirit of God fell, and over 5,000 people, most of which we was 10 or 15,000 people, with people, counting women and children, same came to Christ yet, that particular day. Try to do when you think the man, greatest growth Jesus, happens in churches when we are healthy relational. Amen? No, man, I really heard love a story God, the other day about a guy that was speeding and, and a little bit on the way home, and I, I easily could be this guy. I'm always in a hurry. And he got pulled over by a police officer, and the police officer was going to give him a ticket, and he started telling him a soft story about how you know he was in a hurry for a certain reason, and he really the ticket was going to over his day. The officer was 
just kind of I, I don't know about you, said, but save I'm your sob story for somebody that cares. They get in. Just kind of shoved it in the window, and the man drove off. Well, the police officer didn't know this, but he played softball on a local softball league, and the man he gave a ticket to just happened to be one of the umpires in the league. So the next Saturday, the cop comes walking up, and they lock eyes, and they kind of smile, and the police officer said, well, hey, how was your day in court? The young man smiled and said, well, let's just put it this way. The police you better swing officer that gave today. him the ticket In other words, is walking it feels up to good. The plate Doesn't you hurt me? I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to get you back. The but that's not the way eyes to watch your productive life. Said, hey, how this world will always the man said, well, let's put it this way. You better It'll always hand you today. opportunities to be bitter. <laughs> In other words, it feels good, doesn't it, man? And then somebody hurts you, I'm going to hurt you back, right? And yet, you know, we end up becoming fractured with God. You know, God wants us whole, not just with Himself, but with one another. One of my favorite verses on this topic is Hebrews chapter 12, give you verses 14 and 15. And it really puts this concept on display. It says, work at living at peace with everyone. How many Hebrews people do you have to be at peace with? 14 through 15. Everyone, right? The, the good people, the bad this. people, the Republicans, even the Democrats, right? you got to be at peace with everybody and work at living a holy life. There it is. Peace with people and in peace with God. For the those Democrats, who are not holy will not see the Lord look amen. after one you another be at peace with so that see that none and, and of you those who fail to and, receive and the grace of God. Life. And then so he, he says these this, two working watch together. out. Peace say, with watch people out. and a holy life with God. That relationship no with God poisonous for those who are holy grows up, are not holy will not, not just see the corrupting Lord, you, but corrupting how many people? Corrupting men. In other words, when you become bitter, that bitterness has a reach. I tried to pull one up. I couldn't find no one around my hotel, so I just got a picture of one. Of See that right there? That's a root system. To According you, to the Bible, when you choose bitterness, you get one Deuteronomy of these. 29. You might think this that it's just going to affect you on the surface and it's only going to affect you, I, I actually but bitterness to has reach. It goes out into so every single area of your me. life. Uh, something I discovered Bible, is that bitter parents, you they produce bitter kids. You get bitter pastors, they produce bitter churches. Whoever you are is ultimately what you reproduce. Something that so God doesn't just want us reach. whole and healed so that we can have a great bitter, life. He I wants us whole and healed so that we can reproduce right? that so inside of other parents, people. They produce I like Proverbs 14.30 from the Message Bible. Well, they it says a sound mind makes for a robust body, and this but runaway emotions corrode the bones. One of my favorite reads from the last 10 years or so is a book by a guy named Dr. Don Colbert. He's a medical doctor. He's a Christian Doctor, but he, along with a whole bunch of other doctors, and after a while, we have don't started even know to study what the effects of negative right? emotions and the bitterness on our bodies. Just goes on and on and in fact, reached. they have but actually it doesn't put just out a theory others, about autoimmune disease. Well. I don't know if you know yeah, you this, know, but autoimmune disease from a few is being years ago seen in our society today book at rates that are just unbelievable, so much higher than any other population ever faced. And you may not realize this, but when you choose a negative emotion like like worry, stress, stress, certainly bitterness, bitterness and, unforgiveness, and unforgiveness, that your and body, actually your pituitary gland, sends actually out a poisonous chemicals of the into your body. Now. And now your that body believes that, that it's under attack, but it is not under attack from the outside, it's under attack from the inside. Uh, so their theory uh, is that something like body autoimmune disease of psoriasis, which is when your immune system actually attacks your own skin, or 
arthritis, that's an autoimmune disease that the body where your immune system attacks your joints or chemicals uh, Crohn's your disease, system. an autoimmune disease and so the where your immune system attacks your digestive system. feels like it's under they attack, are actually but it's not under attack from an outside source, it's under attack from an inside source, and so by allowing us to attack our own system and our system literally attacking itself. One of the stories that doctors are saying now is the rise of this autoimmune thing may be connected to the little lady that had been seeing him so many for mild arthritis for many years, but all of a sudden in, in it started book, getting worse. Dr. Colbert in fact, it started showing up in lots about of different parts of her body. Lois. And she started falling Lois apart. Lois came to him. Dr. Dunn couldn't beautiful, figure it out. Sweet so one day he thought, and Dr. Colbert could you know, figure out what was wrong with her. She kept on her arthritis was crazy. She kept on having other symptoms. Last few months, finally, after a little while, all of a sudden, this little lady who was so sweet that had the nicest personality life, she got a different look on her face. Why this is happening? He said it's almost like the what's happening got with dark you and her voice changed and Lois, this like it was a horror movie or something and she, said, and she started well, telling him about how much divorced. she hated in fact her she was married husband. to a rich just husband just a few months ago he had left her for a younger woman and Dr. Colbert had to move out of her mansion uh, she went from living in a mansion to driving a cheap car now driving a cheap car living in a little apartment he said whenever she would talk to Dr. Don her voice would literally change so much she said sometimes that her eyes would roll back in her head and she would start talking about and fantasizing about she just him would not forgive. Her, she would him. not let it go. And, and the doctor tried to literally her to the worst moment of her life eventually out, took her life because she just words, wouldn't let it go. In other words, whenever we are bitter, her, it's like it has a boomerang, boomerang effect, effect, doesn't it? I, I, somebody one said, said bitterness is drinking the poison and then and hoping, hoping that somebody, somebody else dies, dies right? right? I so, think I'm so going to hurt you, we're hurting but most of the time you don't even know that I'm so mad at you, right? And so it comes back and those bullets that you Living the others, worst moment of her life, end up actually eventually you. took her life. The Bible has bitterness so much so to say about this. Well, Pastor Doug, you, you don't know, understand. We think it that is smart for me to protect myself. When I mean, after all, Pastor Doug, if, if you hurt me, you hurt me once, was shame on you, but you hurt me twice, shame on me. We think somehow keeping a record is going to keep us safe. But there is nothing productive or protective about bitterness. Bitterness is always every single time. In fact, I'll say it like this. Bitterness is a choice of the time. free will. In fact, that will never actually is a lead act you to freedom. Of the free will. And you know, I say, well, it's will a never free will choice. What do you mean? Let me say I that can't again. help what bitterness people do to me. Act of the I can't will help how I feel. Never no, no, no. You, you can't say, help what people do to you, but you can certainly help what you do with what people do to you. Whenever I was pastoring, you can't always tell the church you really only got two choices in life. You can live by a theology. Or you I can used to live tell my church this, that you're either I can going to have a to what God has said about or you're me going to have and what God has done for me. You're either how going you know to process your life healer, through what no God matter has what anybody ever does to you, or you're going to God can heal you. God can take your pain what and use it for a purpose. People I can either bitter, live according to what God has said their life for me, or I can live according to what has happened. The events that come and we all know people, so they walk around. They don't live according to a theology. And I don't want you to get me wrong. I have great life is out. 
to get me. Morning. You're out to but, get but me. But we all know I'm people hurt. that we might as well I have just compassion, but let's just face it. You know, I mean, you know, hurt. when you have bitterness like that, it leads your why? personality. It, you almost right? might as well just put it on your T-shirt. I've been hurt. I've been through something. Because everybody knows when they see you coming. You ever talk to somebody that's like that, and you try to tell them something that has happened to you? They're not really listening to you. What they're doing is they're referencing the story of what happened to them. It's almost like you're giving them a story of what happened to you, and instead of forgiving you, they say, well, if you think that's bad, you should read this story, because here's what happened to me. They can't help anybody else, because they're all caught up in it. Well, the Bible addresses this over and over again, and and, and really, one of the great places to look at this is Matthew chapter 18. Jesus gives tons of relational principles in Matthew chapter 18, including a story called the parable of the unforgiving servant. Now, in fact, the parables of the Bible, they are the truth bombs of Scripture. They are the places where Jesus is using hyperbole or extreme exaggeration to make a point. And in this particular story, he is doing just that, and he's making a point about living a life of forgiveness. Here's what it says. It says, then Jesus came to Peter, and, or excuse me, Peter came to Jesus, rather, and he said, Lord, how many times shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him up to seven times? Now, well, you know, somebody is hurting Peter, says right? Says then somebody Peter has hurt Jesus Peter not just said, once, Lord, but multiple times. So How what's going on in this text is Peter is saying, hey, and most people, they'll him forgive somebody two or three seven times. times. I'm so spiritual. I'll forgive him up to seven times. Somebody is hurting Peter Peter thinks he's being generous. Again. But Have God you ever has been way man? of blowing up the Peter map? Thinks he's Here's what Jesus generous said. By saying, Jesus hey, said to him, most people won't forgive I do not you say if you hurt him two or three times. Seven times. I'm going to forgive up to seven if he hurts me times up to seven times. Seven. And he's using a little bit he's of using math here. And he's trying to tell the Lord how don't get your mind on the idea but then of 490. Jesus takes what his calculator saying and just blows it up. Forgiveness is Jesus a says to him, how many do times do you forgive you Peter? Up to you forgive as many times as it takes. But up to seven How many of you ever had to forgive somebody seven. more than once? Amen. <laughs> In other words, again, sometimes you got to keep on going. I don't know about you, but I've been hurt so bad, sometimes I need all 490. Right? out and say, well, Jesus is saying you breathe in my forgiveness. No, no. What Jesus so is you saying should that out is that I forgive you Therefore, every time tells you story. sin. So Therefore, you the kingdom of others every time they sin. It's like a certain king you who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So you breathe it out and when he had begun people, to settle accounts, and then he tells them the one was brought to him. He said, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven. Ten it's like a certain the king NIV who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had and begun to settle the accounts, one was brought Here's to what him I want you to think about. who owed this is like the thousand national debt. Now, you know, if you had think, a thousand lifetimes, don't get your you could mind caught up on, on what this that is means. This is a debt so big, a massive that it would be absolutely that is more than you could ever pay. Servant to pay think it like gross the Bible national says, as debt. he was not Amen. able to pay, what do we owe like? You know, his uh, master so much commanded that he have that be much, sold much money, right? with we his so wife much and money. his children. And, and so they're going to sell his entire words, family this is an amount and all that, that he's had so big until that if you had a hundred In other words, he'll be a prisoner you would never for the rest be able of his life. So therefore, the servant fell down in front of his master. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that they had. 
and payment be made. And the master and, of the servant, and the servant therefore was moved with compassion and he released before him, him saying, and Master, his debt. have patience well, you know, that's with a me big moment, right? and I will pay you all I mean, you think it would be a big possible. moment if somebody paid off all And then the master right of the now. servant was moved paid with off compassion your house, set you up for life. And he, and, and he released the servant, him, forgiven his out, debt, and found one but of the his servant went out, listen to this, and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Think like a couple of bucks. So this guy has just been forgiven in other words, national he's debt just been debt. forgiven and now the gross somebody owes him a couple of bucks. And now says, he walks out and, and the very first thing he does is run into him somebody by the who he had like Amy, bought him a Starbucks so or something the fellow and they fell forgot down to pay him back. Right? And begged him saying, have and, patience and with what me he does. and I'll pay you what, what I owe. That and, and he, he found one of his servants that so was 100 he went denarii, and, and he laid hands so on him and took the him by the throat, saying, pay this me what you owe. Has just been the forgiven same guy that was so big that he had a thousand lifetimes. So his fellow pay. servants and fell down at his feet him a couple and of begged like him, him saying, have patience with me, and I'll pay you all. I'll pay you all. The Bible says, and he would not. That but he when threw the his fellow servant, servant into prison until he could pay the debt. They were very the grieved and they told their master what had been done. And so he and went his to his fellow servant, servant, called him in. Uh, so when his fellow said servant said to him, you saw what had been done, servant, they were very grieved. I forgave you and they the told debt the master all that had been me. done. Should and you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? I forgave you all the debt because angry and delivered him also to the torture on your fellow servant until he should pay all that was just as I had, had pity on so, you. Everybody saying his so. master was angry. That little two-letter word is a scary this, word to in the scripture. Torturers. So until he my heavenly father will so, also do to say, you so. if each of you from his heart so my heavenly does father give his brother will also his do to each of you. How many of you hope Jesus if is you just from kidding, your heart right? he's just exaggerating his brother because we might be in trouble. How many you know what happened? How many of you hope Jesus is still exaggerating? He had right short-term memory. Because if not, I don't know about disorder. you, but we're in trouble. In fact, I right? think he had. The Bible says that God will do the disorder. same thing to the us. The Bible tells us over two hundred times that we are now, supposed to remember. If you're Memory like me, you got thing. a habit of forgetting the I, stuff I, you should I have remember and remembering, remembering the stuff things you should forget. That I should forget. Now, psych psychologists tell us that, that we remember, remember things for three reasons. The Bible talks about we remember something that's meaningful. And like the day your kid was born or that the day you got married, we have, have selected. We remember something that's we, unusual. We usually remember and remember things that are in three meaningful. categories. This we man tend to remember had all three. It was emotional. You don't get the gross national debt. We tend to remember things that were every single day, right? If you got your house paid Think off, about you'd be the emotional, in this right? Parable. It was so emotional. emotional. It was sudden. It was just extravagant. It was emotional. It was just about to cost him his life, his family, his freedom, and, and yet, yet he was forgiven. He How many of you would be emotional if somebody paid off your house today? Amen. A I mean, be emotional if somebody just set you up for life. And this That's man what happened to this man. It was unusual. The, man the Bible says gave in the NIV that he owed 10,000 so bags me, of gold. The Listen, NLT said he owed millions This man millions. owed a debt. You don't get forgiven that every day. And yet he was. Larger it was meaningful. It was a fresh start. It was freedom. It hit all three categories. Hypocrisy and yet at the highest order. 
Now, unforgiveness just for you to, to have the math. Always, especially a talent for the is worth six thousand denarii. We are and this man owed ten thousand talents. We know God the man because that we have he been refused to forgiven, forgive. Amen. Only well, let me illustrate one denarii. I want you to imagine other something words, for me. All right. He was I want you to imagine that we decided that, that we would pick on you today. You today. Than the and, and we're going to take all of your sins that you've ever committed. I want you not to just the sins of commission, but the sins of omission. We'll even get into jealousy and pride and we put it on the screen. And we're going to take those sins and we're going to display them on a fast running reel one at a time up on the screen. How many of you think we would be here a while? Now, I'm not just right? talking about the. How many of you of would omission. never come back to this weird I'm church again? I'm talking about right? the sins of commission as well. In other words, I don't not know just about the hidden you, areas of the heart. If they were doing that for me, man, we better break out the barbecue sandwiches because we're going to be here a while, right? Because I got a lot. I got to tell you, you better settle in. We better break out the brisket sandwiches because we're going to be here a while, right? The gross. How many of you have been forgiven? If I had a national debt of sins, I could never pay back. If I had a thousand lifetimes, there's anybody out there like that I could pay back all that God has forgiven me. But Pastor Doug, lady, you don't she understand. By me the other day, she didn't even say she hi. She always to me. says that kind of stuff. Just kind of rings hollow, doesn't it? Just kind of rings. My hollow, mom always. My boss. You don't says, understand. She did my this. Mom he always. Did. My no, no, no. Always. You've he been fired forgiven. Me. He hurt me. The gross she did this. national debt. No, no, no. You have been forgiven. The gross national debt of can you ever justify? There is no way that you can hold back for other people. forgiveness. To I just very quickly want to share with See, you bitterness what I would say and hypocrisy. Are three major they are always partners from the especially text for the Christian. It's probably more, but these are what the God master gave me. forgave it all. The first one is this. So we have to. The first one is that we about out of time this morning. So I want to share with you quickly. Irrational. Three. We what have I would been say major realizations. A mountain There's probably of more, debt. but these are the ones. And God yet gave we me monitor every little infraction. First one I would mention is us. this: is that we are inexcusable. For the Christian, irrational. Is irrational. We have been forgiven a mountain of debt. Order. I want and you to get this because you're struggling with it right now. every little infraction. You are never, ourselves. everybody say never. The obvious lesson you of are our never justified is that when you unforgiveness hold a is hypocrisy or lack at the highest rights. order. Unforgiveness and it's bitterness are always, always irrational things. We are never, everybody say never, hypocrisy. Justified when you know, we hold know, a grudge or lack relational really grace. Never. Walk in a pure heart. Now, when it comes to this Man, area, I, I travel and speak and like I was telling you about it. I've been doing this since I was about me early old. in our relationship. And, uh, and I want to really tell you a little story, but I just that. turned 51. I, I told you earlier so, that I travel and, and speak now, around so the country. Nice and, me, by the way. and I haven't always done that. But, I started uh, when I was about When I first started traveling, I got saved when I was the, 16. The church I got saved at when I was 16 years old. I don't know, back then. After about three, four years, you had to use your imagination that God would ever use me. I was not the hunk of man I am before you this morning. I'll tell you right now. It was kind of a big deal. I mean, you know, I was dorky. Kid, I, 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 I had no self-worth. I didn't know what my gifts were. Out. Was I was a nobody from I want nowhere. You to understand There's actually a book when called I was The 50 Worst Places old, to Live. You had to use number your imagination. That I mean, God would I mean, ever it, use somebody like God me. Use me. I was not always the hunk of man I am this morning. Well, fast I got to tell you, if you looked at me, I had no self-worth. I didn't think all I was sudden, gifted at all. Church I, I, I just, I just really calls me up. You, you had to use your imagination to think that God would ever do through me what he's been doing through me for the last 20 years. I don't know, I'm 35, 36, something like that. And yet, so I went and I did those services with me. 
We, a it's big about deal, three, four, kind of somebody that, that we went out there to a restaurant using with about 20 friends of ours. We did a whole bunch and of services And I was sitting down at one end of the table. On Tuesday my wife, night, Jeannie, who will be in the next service, about 20 of us she was down at the other end of the table. These are people these that are all I people I grew up in with, that went youth to high school with, with people I've known for years. Some of them I went to high school even. Anyway, down on the other end of the table, I didn't know this was happening. On one end of the table, one of our friends Jeannie is sitting down there with some of our friends. She said, Jeannie, and I'm all the way on you and Doug. And I'm her into the table. And my wife sitting said, across well, from what, her. What are you sorry for? She crying. said, well, it's she just what's so wrong. And she said, man, and then she we're so crying. embarrassed. My wife she she said, what are you embarrassed she said, about? She so said, we never saw it. My wife said, she what's wrong? She said, we didn't see it. Look at what God's doing through Doug today. My wife said, you may not know this. She actually did know it. She said, well, but she said, we used to make fun of Doug. We used to disrespect him. She said, he may not know it, but we all made fun And now we're just so embarrassed. In fact, even when he started bringing you to the church when you started dating me. Said we would make fun of him even in front of you. And my wife said, I knew that. Afterwards, she said, Well, we're just went so out and we were heading to our hotel and we decided to stop at a little gas station. And we didn't see it to get and something. We should have saw it. And she apologized. Jeannie looked at me my and wife, she of said, course, Honey, was incredibly she told me what happened. She said, Honey, the night we were I used to heading back to the hotel, you me home when we were in college. We stopped at a little gas station to get some drinks. And Jeannie looked at me and she knew what they were doing. She told me what happened. She said, I've asked you this many times because I know you're not stupid. I never give me a good answer. What they were doing. She said, You she knew said, of course that we'll they were making them. fun of you, that they but were disrespecting why you. Did you never she said, you never fought back. Yourself. In fact, I would just say, so you won't mad when you started now. showing me your, quote, friends, because I knew I, what I, they were I don't, doing. I don't have and she said, now God has brought this full circle. But she said, how come you never defended yourself? These thoughts I said, man, I don't know. And I to my mouth said, let me go get something, and I'll, I'll come back. But I'll, I looked I'll at her, an and I said, honey, I went and got some drinks. Day, I came back into the car. I guess I was just I looked so at Jeannie, and I don't even know where this came from. Thrilled I said, that honey, I had experienced It's not God's like grace. I was stupid. That I was now I knew a part what of was happening. That I was invited I to the I knew that they were that I really me and that they, all that they, did, they disrespected me. And I looked at her and I but said, I said this. I was just I said so I wasn't happy stupid. To be I knew to the party, that they were man. hurting me. I was so but happy that I, I am not God's my grace. defender. That I was just God is my defender. I said, I knew that two plus two equal four, if you will. God is my defender. But I refused to ever do that. And I said this to her, and I don't even know where it came from. But because I said, God I knew that two plus two equaled four. In other words, but I handed my we calculator over to God because the equal key doesn't belong to me. Can I tell you me. this little key right here to him? I refuse to finish to the math it on my own situation. You can see what people do, but you do not Pastor have Doug, right I was walking through church the, the other day. Because how many of you know, God has a way of doing math walked that right you will by never me. ever Pastor learn. God can make didn't people apologize say hi to me. Didn't even say didn't even look at me later when you didn't even ask He hates for me, it, man. I've seen it right here. God's in got the a math. way of bringing stuff I've been, I've been running the numbers. I told my wife. And he hates said, me. You know what? From well, you don't understand. My mom, she always, and I see it right here. Can I tell you, it is not your job to calculate. Why? What is happening one, to you, amen? That's Two, the enemy trying God to give you a seat of offense. And, and three, by the way, you're wrong most you're of wrong the time. Your the time. calculator is broken. Pastor he God, you don't understand. Busy. He just Pastor had some, maybe a sermon on his mind. Whatever. You get what We're I'm saying? We're both walking wrong by me the, the other time. day in church. The problem with doing the math and they, is that you take the calculator out of God's hands and they did not even say it. Because how many of you know, he knows how to do math that you'll never right, understand. Right here, they hate me. He knows been, how to I've make been, somebody I've been in a restaurant crying, crying I know what that, apologize I know what that 15 years later. I got to go to later, church. They hate me. 
God no, has a way we're just of busy, bringing stuff back you know? around. Maybe we got to hand our calculators over to God. Get, guess what? Even if Second you're right, you're wrong. Second thing I would tell you is this. The Bible says to forgive your enemies. Is that Amen? God takes the forgiveness of other people In other people words, very why seriously. don't you just take your entire According to our text, hand it over to the God. man ended up the being math. tortured all and put in jail. Equations. And all the debt of his forgiven sin Number was two. put back on him God takes because forgiveness of he didn't seriously. forgive other people. And the Bible said text, in Matthew 18:35 the that the heavenly Father will do the same thing to you in jail being if you do not forgive and others. All the, the debt that he was forgiven was placed now, back on him. I'm a grace. And he God, was no longer right? forgiven. If the Bible I'm says Matthew 18:35, so everybody say so. My I heavenly mean, Father will do to each of you I, if, I believe say, in the if, grace of God. You do, if each of you, I don't even want to go here. I don't even want to preach this. I'm but a according to God. the Bible, we cannot deny this. <laughs> I love the grace of God. A lack of forgiveness. For if I am out of balance in any area, let it be grace. In the heart of God. Let me forgive. Let me be. Huh. Let me, let me according, preach the I'm grace just going to read you like some of the words of Jesus. Else. I won't even go to I the other I don't even pastor. like what I'm I mean, about to say. First John said, if you hate your brother or sister, that, that, I don't want to equate God's forgiveness to anything except for Jesus' death and resurrection. Let's just go with the words of Jesus. But according to the Bible, Jesus is already there. I won't Matthew even 6, read 12. you the other Forgive us our sins as, you are still in darkness. We have forgiven those who sin against us. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Equating yeah. the forgiveness of our sin I'll just to the forgiveness the of other of people. Matthew, Matthew 6, Mark 11, 25. Again, forgive just the words us of our sins. When you're praying, first as. forgive. Everybody say, first forgive. We have forgiven those who sin, sin against us. Anyone you're holding Mark a grudge against, so that. When you're everybody praying, say, so that. first forgive. Everybody say, Your first heavenly forgive. Father will forgive Anyone your sins who you're too. holding a grudge against, so everybody say, so that. Do not judge, and your you heavenly will not be judged. Will forgive do not condemn, and you will Luke not be condemned. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive. Again, I don't even want to go there, but Jesus is already there. I don't even want to go there, but Jesus is already there. The forgiveness of God is held back in your life when you hold back forgiveness towards One verse says that he won't even hear your prayers. In one verse he says that God won't even hear your prayers. Until you forgive other people. Until you forgive other people. God, according to Scripture, according to the words of Jesus, be intentionally hold back his forgiveness for you and be relationally healthy with God at the same time. Wow. It is impossible to be right with God and be wrong with people at the same time. You know, in the Jewish calendar, there is something called the Day of Atonement. In the Old Testament, they had something I, called I've the been, Day of Atonement. I, I've never done this before. It's when they would place I've read the through the Bible just accidentally. Israel, but an animal. I've never just systematically read the would die entire Bible. Of them I've been doing looking that forward to the cross. So I've read all you know the Old Testament, all the verses the that you never Atonement. go to, Leviticus, Numbers, Those ten days were designed and the Bible, it talks to get about all of your horizontal relationships right. The Day of Atonement was when the priest would take a ram or a sheep, and he would put the sins of the people on that animal. And that animal would be sacrificed right. on behalf of the sins of Israel. Now we're going to get right with well, God. a lot of people so don't right know now, this, but about right ten days before the Day of Atonement, now, I'll just challenge there, you, Those what ten is, days is, leading is, up to the Day of Atonement are designed for you to go and get right all of your relationships with people right. In fact, they I'm would forgive debts. They would they would pay off property that hadn't been paid off. They would they would they would forgive all the sins of relational sins they had leading up to the Day of Atonement. Why? Because you can't. Not be right with God and be wrong with people at the same time. What they're saying in the Jewish calendar is go get right with all these people because you're about to ask God for his forgiveness. Not only do we need to realize you cannot be fractured with people that unforgiveness is inexcusable, irrational. God takes forgiveness. And finally, the last thing, and I'm done. 
your well-being is, your is, well-being affected, by bitterness. is affected by bitterness. I want you to think about it for just a I minute. Think about this story. This man, <laughs> this man, what a great he moment could've he could have had. He could have just forgave. He has just had, had the gross forgiven. national Amen? debt of sin. He was about to go home and throw a party. In his life. He was going to be he happy, home and thrown a party, but instead, and yet unforgiveness caused it all to come back. Can you imagine the can stress you imagine of that? Can you imagine what it did to his, did to his body? Health. You are yeah, a fact, connected the Bible says he went to the torture, so spiritual, physical, physical, emotional. Health. They're all connected. You cannot God wants you right in all of these areas so that you will not mess up yourself or your life or the people that are around you. God has created you as a connected system. It's not easy. And he doesn't just want you to help spiritually Christians. But I believe he wants you to help you physically and emotionally. I, uh, all these things are connected. I, I used to preach in a maybe great church just in maybe Buffalo, New York. That depression ago, that you cannot break. Pastor friend of mine took over this church. There's only about 100 people. Way you live he built life. it up to about 600. Maybe that disease that you're suffering from. And I'm not anyway, a about five doctor, or six years in, but maybe the church board, like they had done to the last three pastors, rose up against this man and his family. God ran him out of town. Hurt him in ways you can't even imagine. Destroyed the church. I, I, well, I, I was friends with him, so I started calling him about every other day and just trying to comfort him. And Hand me my backpack. My friend, instead of about two, three months heavy. in, instead of him getting better, have you ever seen somebody that get hurt and the wound doesn't kind of heal? But instead, in that, I filled this backpack up. That's what was happening with him. With the stories. And of so all finally, the about three months in, I kind of got annoyed with him one day, and I said, "Man, you be honest with you. When I tell stories, you know what he said to me? He said, he said, I'm never going to pastor like a church again because somebody all else. churches are that way. Because God he said, has already said, I'm never going to be under a church board again. But have you ever met somebody that are just you ever notice how people that are bitter they never use a finish brush? They always use like a sprayer. In fact, here's how you know it's one of these. That guy hurt me. Now you tell them how somebody is hurting you, and they literally they're not listening, but they're referencing their own stories. But we got this, and they do something like this. They're like, "Well, you think that is." Man, you know what your problem is? Boy, you should read he this. Said to me over the phone, you know? <laughs> so what's my problem? And Why? Said, because your problem God's is you not called you the sea to be identified with he what said, happened. Here, I'll give you the exact you, words. He said he's called he said, you to be don't identified use your with what he has done mumbo for you. jumbo on me. That's he's what he forgiven said. you. He loves I said, man, I use it on everybody. Why wouldn't I use it on you? Called you to a better life. He said, I find he said what do you mean by that? They never used I said, well, when like I was a little, like a little kid growing up, little, little finish brush, whenever we would eat like watermelon, I tried to find that? a bigger one. But well, that guy hurt me, and all guys are that Whenever we would eat watermelon, Wait, well, you haven't my met grandpa would always tell me, my on, parents, man. anybody older than me, well, that church hurt me, and all churches are that way. No, no, you haven't been to every church. This that is the universal lie. We, we, it's. I've done no, no, this no. illustration in other countries, and they yell out in their language. It's going to grow inside. Like, so this is the lie we apparently tell our kids. Use that story well, I remember as a little kid, when I, where I would hear that, I would always think that would be awesome, and I would swallow the seeds on purpose just to see if it would happen. And uh, but then I got scared one day I fr- because I, I didn't want to be a part of the coming out. Well, used to be. Just could not imagine that. Pastor at a great church in Buffalo, New York. I told my friend. I said I went to his church several times. He had grown that church. I told him I said from somebody hurt you. It's a little bit like they stuff a piece of watermelon in your mouth. They were having me in every now and then. You know what your job is? Anyway, your job one day the board of that church worth. Because when somebody hurts you, you may not realize this. And uh, like they had done the last three pastors. They ran I, him and I, his family out I don't know if there's any ministers in the room, but Devastating can I tell you church. where the anointing comes from? And my friend, the anointing comes from processing your pain. So I, so I was calling him about Whenever every other day. Hurt, God puts that in a bucket of brokenness. After about three, four months, and if you process that the wound right wasn't healing, I've gotten to the point when somebody hurts me, I'll go, as soon as I get alone, I'll be like, devil, you should let him do that. Finally, one day on the phone, my friend, he was just 
throwing out this bitter you shouldn't hurt me like that because you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to let God heal it. I'm going to let him use it. My brokenness and the anointing is going to increase. Amen. So you chew it up for all it's worth. But you always have to spit out the seeds. Because why? Because if you don't, a forest of bitterness will start growing. And we all know people that it happens to. And I finally and said I've to my friend, funerals, I said, you know what your problem is? Where the whole family said, was divided and nobody even remembered said, what happened. Your problem is you're just mad. swallowing the seeds. Just that, because it's said, probably because it's exactly what he said. Generation said, after generation, use your that illustration mumbo jumbo on me. That's man. what he said. But God wants it's to like I use it on everybody. Why wouldn't I use it on you, man? You might say, well, Pastor Doug. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, well, when I was growing up, anytime we would eat watermelon, my if grandpa, my mom, my dad, myself. anybody that was older than what me, is gonna they would always tell me that if I swallow the seeds, what's going to happen? Do you know? You know the Bible says that mercy this is the universal lie over judgment. I have used this illustration in, in that other same countries, verse, and they yell back to me. Verse, they're going to go. It says this that is the lie we tell our kids, right? We we leave room. And so for I can remember whenever in, in they would tell me God that as a little kid, I actually kind of thought it was cool. I would swallow because the seeds on purpose because I was like, I want one to grow. But I could, I didn't really want it to happen because I could not imagine the coming out process. I didn't want. I didn't want to be a part of that. Huh. Pretty early in my ministry, I I had been traveling for a few years. I got my friend laughing years, a little bit, just like you are. I got asked to speak. I said to him at I said, that time at one of the biggest you. events I'd ever spoke at. It's a little bit it was like the state youth convention for the Assemblies of God mouth, in the state of Wyoming. And I went and I flew is, there. It was the weekend before Christmas. Chew it up. It's about a thousand students. How many you know? Preached at a great church on that Sunday. Anyway, I I got done with the events and. Man, the district youth director there, he took me to the airport. There's healing. And he did there. three things yeah, that every speaker wants people to that happen. Are able to help other he gave me a big compliment, said I did a good job. But he asked me to come back always, next year. And then he gave me a big check. And I was like, man, that's the trifecta. Thank you very much. And I went home and I thought I was going to have a great Christmas. The next day I got a call. It was from the district youth director of Missouri. And he said, Doug, have you seen the email? It's not even been 24 hours. Forgiveness is a process. I said, what email? Jesus if there wasn't Peter, email, it's probably you a good one because this guy loves stuff, right? <laughs> I don't think he was saying let people hurt you 490 times. I walked into that restaurant I think what he had said is sometimes you got to forgive three pages. once. He slid it across the table. I don't table. know about you, but I've been hurt so bad 24 hours ago, the guy that's given me a check yeah, so I had a couple where I needed the whole thing asking me to come back next year. But around but around 490, I was able to let it go. Right? Filled with God is saying I'll get you through this. He said I did things I didn't do. I said I tell I you one last say. story. He took all kinds of things out of context. He ripped me up. I, uh, I, I told you I speak. But he didn't just send it out to one or two people. I've been doing he this sent for it out a while on something called the district director chat line. I didn't even know this existed. I got asked to do. But apparently there's about 70 of these guys around the country. He sent it out to all of them. And now me, who speaks at conferences for a living, has just been told that all the guys who booked the conferences that I'm a bad guy. Have you ever been sucker punched? Anybody out event, there? But I, went I mean, I'm telling you, I sat in that restaurant strong, and I cried and I wept. And my friend said to me, he said, then, "What are you going to do?" You I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I said. I looked at my friend and I said, "I'll tell you what I'm going to do." This guy thinks he knows some people. I know more people than he does. He sent out an email on me. I'm going to send out an email on him. And it wasn't forgiveness. Thank you very much. And so I flew away. I walked out of that restaurant. I'm going to enjoy Christmas. What a great way to Amanda, you here? So proud of me. I got home and the very was like. It was like an episode director from the state of Missouri. Amazing, man. Called me. I, I wrote like a 15-page rebuttal. He called me up and he said, hey, Doug, have you I was about to send an email. I was about to send it out to every person I've ever met. I'm like, what email? 
I thought, man, I should check with somebody on this. So I met him at a little restaurant. So I called up a pastor friend of mine, and I said, hey, can I read you something? I read his email. I read mine. I said, what do you think? I thought he was going to say, wow, you should have been a lawyer. That's not what he said. He said, Doug, don't do it. He said, what? But there was about 60 of them around the country. What do you mean, don't do it? All represented. He said, you shouldn't do it. I'll just tell you exactly what I said. I said, I'm a red-blooded American man, and this guy is messing with my family, with my reputation, with my business. It is my God-given right to defend myself. He said that I said things that I didn't My friend said, well, that may be true, but you're not your defense. God is your Amen. You know what he said? He said the level you defend yourself will only decrease the level that God defends you. He said, do you want to defend you or do you want God to defend you? Amen. I was about to send out an email on him. I hate that guy. I was tired. Like, what are you doing, man? I hung up the phone and it was about an hour later in a moment of brokenness. I erased that email. My friend should have got a little thank you card on my desk. I put a Starbucks card in it. I wrote a handwritten thank you note. I'm just going to be straight my own. what I said. Like I didn't know anything. I said, here's what I was going to do. This said what happens. He knows people. Nothing. I know. We through Christmas. Went through he the new out year, email went me. through a whole month, I'm going to send torturing myself in my thoughts because I'm thinking and I this out lie is out there destroying me. Pastor gave you and I can't so even defend myself. It was like I mean, it was like I was an episode of Law and Order, or so God would let me fight. I refuted so finally, every point. A month in, I get a call I was I was like a, from the district director in the state of Oklahoma. I wrote like a 15 page rebuttal. He said, "I just calling you to tell you that I'm on your side." I was about to hit send my phone out there, but he ever met. But he said, "I'm on your side." I said, "What do you Check you know what I mean. On this. Make sure I didn't even think I had a side. Called up a pastor. He said, oh yeah, man, this Florida, email has been making hey, rounds. Can I read and you a couple of things? I read it on the chat line about and you. And I said, what do you said, think? And I, I don't know if you did say, it or not. Wow, but I just know that this is attorney. not the way we treat people in the body of Christ. So since I'm on your side, can I book you for a couple of things while I have you on the phone? He said, you should do this. And I hung up the phone. I have to And then the next day, the guy from Minnesota called. I'm a red A guy from another state. A couple weeks later, a guy from another I booking like 10, myself. 15 things this off of the with my business. And about He's two, three months after family. that, the guy from Wyoming called me and said, reputation. I don't know what I was thinking. So Could I have you no ever forgive me? I said, you were forgiven all the way back in December, back. buddy. My yeah, I'm free. You can be free said, too. Listen, I mean, you know, God can fight our battles in ways that we can't. Amen. Will only decrease the level that God has all the records. He said, do you want to be He knows what they said. Or do you want He knows what they did. He said, you should erase that. God is the one who calls you. God's you your defender. He's your did. warrior. He's your banner. He wants you to set you free from it. And I was I so you mad at him. I was about to send out email out the him. house. Apologize for hung the, up for the and prayed about it. And in a moment of brokenness, I, I just want to pray. We erased you. both emails. And uh, how many of you would say that you have been hurt sometimes in this life? Come Thank you, Carl. I mean, I mean, even just openly admit, give allowed maybe some bitterness to build up over that. It could be unforgiveness, and that's just being you feel ripped off. Bitterness can show up in you a lot of different ways. Absolutely Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray a I mean, for about a month. I if you don't know that. Christ, make this I hated Christmas that year because I was just thinking, we're gonna this pray is out there poisoning the waters. I'm never going to be blessed again. But of asking my ministry, God, God to help us forgive. Me. For a month, those who have hurt anything. us. 
We're Finally, about all month those in, battles over the district you transferred from Oklahoma. We're gonna take our calculator. He said, Doug, and we're just gonna said, hand it to I just the wanted one to call you and tell you I'm how to on do your side. Ways that we I said, What are you talking about? Side, right? He said, You know what I'm Come talking about. Come on, let's pray about. this out loud. I didn't even Jesus. think I had a side. Amen. I asked for your forgiveness. He said, Yeah, this email about you has been making the rounds for the last month. Forgive bitterness. He said, You know what? Forgive even my unforgiveness. But I know this. This is the way we treat people in the body of Christ. And so I'm on your side. And he said, I just like to book you for two or three days. Just to show everybody I'm on your side. The whole and I booked I him have. and I said thanks a lot. On the everybody next day, the district director from Minnesota called me. And after that, the one from another state and another state. I ended up booking like 15 of my life. things off of the contract. Take over the battle, right? I handed And about two months in, about two months in, that you director called me and apologized his I head off. I so bad Jesus wanted to ask him why you did it. Father, do but that. But I didn't. Work. I just said, you know what? In the you mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said, I've been free this whole time. I'm just sorry you've been bound. How I mean, you know, God is our defender. Amen? God is our defender. God is our forgiver. God is the one that can call us to release all of this stuff. And he can make us healthy. I want you to stand to your feet right where you are this morning. I want to pray with you. Come on, lift your hands and receive this. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for freedom to come to your people. God, I pray that every situation of hurt that has ever come to them, that your Holy Spirit would systematically heal each wound, that you would bind up our wounds and you would heal us. And Lord, this morning, I pray that we would give what we have been given. The Bible says forgive as you have been forgiven. So Lord, we want to do that right now. I want you to pray this with me. I want you to pray it out loud. I want you to say, Dear Jesus, I forgive. Come on, one more time. Dear Jesus, I forgive. This time I want you to kind of whisper it. And at the end, I want you to reference a person or a situation the one you've been thinking about the whole time I've been preaching, I want you to give it to God. Come on, just under your breath. Dear Jesus, I forgive. Say their name. Reference that story. I forgive. Right now, Lord, I pray that the poison of bitterness would be drained out of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, do a work. Everybody said, 